Thank you for listening today to the Long Overdue Podcast. You're here today with Pat and Dawn, and we have three guest speakers today um, from the Community Health Improvement Initiative. Uh, So I'm going to let you guys introduce yourselves. Um, Just tell us your name and maybe what you do, and then we'll kind of get into the rest of the topics we're going to discuss. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us. Um, my name is Jordan Holzbog. I'm the manager of population and community health improvement with Wise Health System. Um, I'm kind of the facilitator of this initiative in Wise County, and I've brought along two um, important committee members um, in the multiple committees that we've got. My name is Megan Adams. I am the employee assistance program manager at Wise Health System, and I serve on the mental health and substance abuse committee. I am Casey Rashuber, and I am the cardiovascular and stroke coordinator for Wise Health System, and I am on a couple of committees, but I am the co-chair of the Healthy Behaviors Committee. (laughs) And um, this is Pat, and I'm one of the co-chairs of the Health Resource Awareness Committee. So those three committees are kind of at the heart of what's happening with this whole initiative. So Jordan, you want to give us a, an overview and whoever whoever wants to jump in as we're going, please do. Um, tell us just where this came from, how it got started, what's going on with it. Sure. So um, back in 2014 with the Affordable Care Act, nonprofit hospitals were required to um, complete something called a community health needs assessment where you'd identify multiple needs within a community where there were deficiencies as far as health goes. So um, mostly physical health, but mental health as well have been identified. Our first CHNA was done. That's the abbreviation, community health improvement. Wait, no. (laughs) Community health needs assessment um, was in 2014, and we came up with 10 needs. And in response to those needs, we adopted some DISRIP projects, and that's a government-funded program where we get – funds allocated to initiatives that meet or Im- or hopefully improve upon those needs. So you have to do a community health needs assessment every three years. Mm-hmm. So 2017 was our, our second CHNA, and I was uh, lucky to be on a team of two people to put together a wonderful 100-page document that you can find on the hospital's website. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, but it brought a lot of insights to the progress that we made with those mm-hmm district projects and initiatives, um, and we actually made some really great improvements as far as the health goes in Wides County. So for our 2017 needs that we came up with, they were somewhat the same, but you notice that the shift shifting due to the projects that we had um, were, were obvious. Some of the new ones that jumped towards the top uh, were a lack of mental health services. Diseases of the heart was obviously really big, but we made strides with uh, our diabetes need with our total... So our total diabetes care program um, made some great improvements. So instead of continuing with our district projects, because the government program changed a little bit, Mm -hmm. we wanted to come up with something new and innovative and something we've never done before. So researching into other communities that are obviously doing the same thing that that we are, um, community health improvement initiatives were apparent in in most um, communities across the country. So we looked into a few different platforms. The American Hospital Association had a great platform. Mm -hmm. We noticed that we uh, meshed really well with Williamson County in Texas. It is the Round Rock, um, Waco? No, 
No. Round Rock, Austin. Georgetown. Georgetown. Round Rock and Georgetown area. Um, obviously, their population size is a lot bigger than us, but uh, geographically, size-wise, mm-hmm. and the needs that they identified were pretty much right along mm-hmm. the lines of, of Wise County. So we kind of modeled our community health improvement strategic plan and process and whole initiative after um, theirs. So we've formed three committees um, as of now. We're about eight months, seven months into... Uh, this initiative, we have our Mental Health and Substance Abuse Committee, our Healthcare Resource Awareness Committee, and Healthy Behaviors. Each one of those committees have been assigned uh, certain needs that were identified through those community health needs assessment. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're currently working on strategic planning and the process to improve upon those needs in the community. So all of these groups are made up of volunteers? Yes, everyone except me was my job. So you can say voluntold, but I love I love doing this. Um, everyone has volunteered their time, whether they're just a committee member, they've come once or twice through our monthly meetings, or they've volunteered to be chair, co-chair. Um, they're taking their own time out of their work day or, or personal life to, to help us in, in this initiative. And I think it's great because there's a lot of people, although the hospital started this, there's a lot of people that are outside the community that are volunteering for this because they know how important it is. So lots of um, business business people as well as just homemakers and everybody, really. Absolutely. Businesses, um, individuals. Yeah, there's lots of, um, lots of community help in all this. And other health agencies, too. We've got a lot of involvement um, from home health agencies as well as some nursing homes. Um, so obviously we have a big presence from WISE, but the more involvement that we get from the community, the a different perspective that we get. Obviously, being a large healthcare provider in, in the community, uh, we take a certain aspect of how we look at health, um, but how an individual looks at health is, is completely different. So it's good to have that perspective. Something you said also caught my attention, and I know that I've been in these meetings. I'm on the um, Healthy Behaviors um, Committee. and uh, But one of the things that you mentioned was funding that this doing these um, groups and committees, you had to do that in order to receive more funding. What is that funding for? And what? So you're talking about the district projects um, from before? Yes. When, okay, so, so in 2014, um, so I can get into ex- explaining DISRIP. It's kind of boring, but interesting at the same time. It is a, <laughs> it's an incentive um it's an incentive program. Only five states in, in the United States are involved in it. It's uh, brought about through the Health and Human Services um, group within a state. So it's state-funded, but it's a national program. So in 2014, they created – when was it? Was it 2014, the first year? Yeah. Pretty sure that's yeah. when it – No, tw- 20 because I – They have weird fiscal years, so – I think it was oh, 2013. 2013 yeah, I, I think it was 2013. 2013. Yeah, because yeah, it's been the five P- years. The yeah, PCMH started yes. in 2013. Yeah. It was yes. five years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it started 360. Yeah. Right. So we went yeah. ahead and we um, looked at the wow. needs that were identified. So we had we had you know diabetes was was really bad. Our our primary care population fluctuated a lot. Um, we obviously had a dual diagnosis issue with mental health and substance mm-hmm. abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a high CHF rate and readmission rate. Um, so we created initiatives based on projects um, kind of organized or, 
or metrics that were required uh, by the government or by the state. So the state came back and they said, okay, so this is your current CHF rate. You need to, and there's multiple categories, and it's like weird how all of this works. CHF is. Oh, sorry. I was wondering. Congestive heart failure. Congestive heart failure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they said you need to increase or I guess decrease. Yeah, decrease, decrease your amount your, of emissions yeah, by a certain percentage. By this much, and you'll get this funding to go back into the program. So it's putting back money back to the community to help um, continue this program and make sure it's successful, kind of like all around, but but we need to see some progress beforehand. Okay, so you have to show the results. Right. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you get the funds. You have mm-hmm. to have lots of committee meetings, and you have to show progress, and you have to show what you... Um, what all your objectives were and how you met all of those. So right. the overall goal of DISRIP and the, the programs and the policies that led to these programs in the first place is cost savings and healthcare right. overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of a redistribution of funds rather than just towards emergency care or, mm-hmm. you know, stabilization. It's all about prevention and getting the community right. involved and being more innovative in the programs that the hospitals create rather than just putting band-aids on things. So, right. It had it had great intentions and the yes. projects were very successful. And so now I think we're in DY, de, what is it called? Designation year, something design year, something we call it's it designa- DY. It seems designation, designation year. Yeah. yeah, we're in DY seven, um, and they've changed from project based mm-hmm. initiatives. So like our projects, our um, total diabetes program was a project. Mm-hmm. Our PCMH program was a project, um, which had you know metrics that we had to meet. They've gone to more of a bundle payment program. So there are certain metrics in a bundle, and however you meet them is how you meet them. It doesn't have to be through one project or another. Mm-hmm. You can it's it's a little bit more widespread. So we have a, a lot more data to work with. Um, but that sounds like a lot more flexibility of how you yes, and it helps when you these. look at what your needs are in the community. Mm-hmm. You can use delineate those funds to help best mm-hmm. assessed year or so you know yeah a little bit it, it makes it a little more complicated because it's a much larger population mm-hmm. we have to deal with rather than within one program mm-hmm. um but it lets us reach more people i think in, in my opinion i think it's better so we just started that this year so we'll see how it goes okay <laughs> i don't manage that program <laughs> if you want to look into it it's delivery system reform payment i think delivery disrupt dsr IP. IP. Delivery System Reform Incentive Payment. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Acronyms. (laughs) Government work. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So. Should we talk about what the committees are doing? Yeah, tell us about each of the committees. And I don't know if you want to start that, Jordan, or if if Megan or Casey, you want to jump in with, with tell us about your committee and kind of what their purposes and sort of the things they're focused on. How do I think do that? Whatever. Let's maybe talk about um, the needs that were identified because sure. that kind of helped um, my boss, Paul Aslan, and I decide which needs went in which committees and how we were going to um, create those mm-hmm. committees. So I'll just go in order. We identified way more than 10 needs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, and, and this is a three-year program, so by 2020, we hope to impact these 10 needs in some way, shape, or form. Um, so number one is obesity. Number two is uh, primary care physicians, meaning we have a, 
a very uh, weird ratio or lack of lack of uh, primary care physicians. I think it's like one to sixty nine hundred people, and it should be wow. close to like twenty five hundred uh-huh. people. Um, so we're deficient in that area. Uh, number three, lack of mental health services. Um, that's huge right now, and and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, number four, uninsured or lack of access to services. So we have um, people that still don't have insurance, which mm-hmm. is uh, people know that very notable, in, in the especially in our community, or they just don't know where to go if they mm-hmm. don't have insurance. So right. uh, number five, diseases of the heart. Number six, physical inactivity. Number seven is diabetes. Um, number eight, poor nutrition. Nine, uh, utilization of the emergency room for episodic care, meaning that if you have a runny nose and are, uh, the flu, you go to the emergency room rather than waiting to see your primary care physician or utilizing an urgent care or the community health clinic. Number 10 is lack of health education. So obviously we have a lot of different resources and programs in the community to help educate um, people young and mm-hmm. uh, wise um, to the different resources available, but that's obviously something that can always grow um, and develop a little bit more. So uh, one of the things that we use to determine our um, health needs was, um, what is this? Sorry. Ho- countyhealthrankings.org, which is a national um, organization that looks at uh, county data through um, claims and um, so your, your records from your physician. Um, it's really hard for me to not use like medical terms. So it's okay. You Sorry. can use them. Just, you just have to stop and tell us okay. what they are. <laughs> um, so claims from your physician or, you know, whatever is published through your insurance company, um, surveys and, you know, other, other forms of questions that they might ask a person about their individual health. So in 2014, just to kind of map out the improvements that we made from the mm-hmm. last time we did our community health, um, a community needs assessment in 2014, as far as healthy behaviors go. So how we, you know, just act on our own health uh, behalf, we were ranked 188 out of the 247 counties that were ranked in Texas in 2017, we were 87. So that's 101 um, change. That's great. In clinical care in 2014, we were ranked at 120 out of those same um, counties in 2017, we ranked 72nd. Hmm. So again, great. Uh, great movement forward quality of life we went from 35 35th place in 2014 to 17th place um our socioeconomic status actually went up so we were actually 37th in 2014 and we've moved up um to the 52nd spot uh, in 2017 Hmm. um so there could be multiple things Mm -hmm. that go into that and um, we can talk about that too our physical environment obviously with being near a rock query and um you know oil being Mm -hmm. big industry here not much that you can do about Mm -hmm. the air Mm -hmm. so (laughs) that's not all that goes into it but we were at the 56th place in 2014 now we're at the 132nd place so it went up a lot um but there's always things that you can do to improve it and then our length of life life went up just a little bit from the 82nd place to the 100th place Mm. so this is one of the things that uh, we're going to continually use um, to look at the data and see how we're improving based on the initiatives that we're working on in the community health improvement initiative. So just wanted to share that and give some background. We also used a website or a, a initiative called Healthy People 2020, mm-hmm. also a national program. And they um, look at 
communities across the nation and, and look at the needs that are identified and come up with uh, metrics for you. So you don't have to say, oh, gosh, what do I have? What can I do about right. diabetes? Right. They say you can do this, this, and this. Other communities across the nation are also doing it. Um, so that kind of helps us mm-hmm. build or not build steal things <laughs> um we call use it, it benchmark yeah benchmarking yeah. that's the word i mean yeah that, we that's don't reinvent the wheel we, we just... don't reinvent the wheel i love that yes. term yeah we don't want to do that here because uh, there are a lot of really great communities that have been doing this a lot longer than we mm-hmm. are community health improvement projects or initiatives have been going on since before uh community health needs assessments were required so we've made a, a lot of great strides um so Paul and I decided that we were just going to go ahead and group uh, mm-hmm. needs with the committees. So for our healthy behaviors committee, we decided to put in obesity, diseases of the heart, physical inactivity, diabetes, and poor nutrition. And I can give it to Casey to kind of talk about what we've been working on. And Don, Sorry, Dawn. That's You're okay. on that committee too. <laughs> That's all right. So in looking at it, um, we kind of divide, decided to divide and conquer. So because there are quite a few things that go along with this, there are some things that we feel like we can um, more quickly um, make improvements in or, and, or get going and some things that are going to take a little bit longer to get, to get done. So um, as far as like the obesity part, um, we are kind of looking at with local restaurants and um, we're putting together a cookbook that will kind of go with some of... Dining guide. Oh, I'm sorry. A dining you, guide. Excuse me. You make me. a cookbook at your regular job. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> sorry, that's the other job I do. That's true. <laughs> and we're going to make a dining guide that will be distributed throughout Wise County um, that hopefully the local restaurants will give us their choices of things that they feel like are healthier choices on their menu um, so that we can, when we distribute it, people who are either moving in and or have been here for a while might not know that those are more healthier options rather than the chicken fried steak that everybody loves to eat. Maybe you pick a different option (laughs) on the menu to hopefully hopefully help um, not only the obesity but the diseases of the heart, the diabetes, and our poor nutrition so it kind of went along with pretty much all of those other than the physical activity. And so um, hopefully that will be um, something we really look at and hopefully um, works for. We're currently in the process of, of building what that's going to look like. Um, so if there's any restaurants looking and you're interested, please email us. But we're going to be sending out packets uh, pretty quickly, um, kind of explaining, you know, what this is, what it's going to look like. And, you know, if you'd like to be involved, we're very interested in in everyone being involved yeah and we've kind of um looked at a couple of other cities that have already done this and kind of mimic some of the things that they have done and how they have kind of laid it out and divided it out into either you know areas or regions and or you know for us cities you know within wise county so i think we're um pretty close to getting that finalized kind of how it's going to look so that we can go out to restaurants and say you know, what do you think of this? And how do you think, you know, would you like to participate? So I think um, that's a great initiative. And it's free publicity. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's exciting. It's always nice. It's always more helpful for people when you can tell them that, hey, your restaurant will be in this and people will see it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
So one of the things that I'm excited about about the Healthy Behaviors Committee is um, just the fact of being involved with it. I get more information, and it's helping me to be better. And so, you know. It's the peer pressure. I'm just kidding. Maybe maybe it is a little bit of the peer pressure. (laughs) But, I mean, just some of the information that has come across, um, one of the subgroups that we were uh, meeting the other day, they had, um, Richard is leading it. Sorry, Richard, I don't remember your last name. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Uh, And he brought this article, um, and it was about, the number of steps that you take a day. And it's not just that those steps are important, but they had researched the fact that if you take 7,119 steps a day, I mean, they were very specific. I I may have missed the exact number, but I know it was was, at least 7,000. You missed one step. There's one more than what you said. I'm just kidding. Okay. That one step is not 19. That's right. (laughs) But if you take that many steps, you're just logically, your body helps you make better decisions. Mm -hmm. It's not 10,000 steps. And, you know, that seems like unreasonable. It was just this other, you know, and you make better food choices. You, um, make the decision to exercise more Mm -hmm. and I've been paying attention to that and it's like I don't know if that's exactly it that's making me be more active but I have been and I do make better food choices and so that's awesome I think it brings it to like your frontal lobe like it's in your face it's something that you're thinking about and so then it kind of bleeds into your day-to-day decision making yeah like if you're in a community where people are out and moving and running and biking and you have the availability of that and you see other people do that, then it's kind of a contagion, right? Yes. Like yes. same yeah. thing with these types of educational opportunities. When you learn these new things, it's, I mean, how can you not implement them when you find out the science behind it or how logical it is that, that our system functions at a higher capacity when we take care of it? Yes. Like you put gasoline in your car. Yeah. Well, so. and sometimes I think, you know, I'm, I've been sitting through these meetings and I'm like, yeah, I like to eat. I'm sorry. I'm not going to make that French decision. Fries are dang this, good. This, right. This dining guide. Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it's making a difference. I mean, this this little bit of information made a difference for me. So the little bit of information may be different for somebody else, but it may make the difference to help them pay more attention. I think for me, the best thing about this committee is that because I do, I'm the co-chair of it, is that I do a lot of community education. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably 80% of my job is community education, populate, com- uh, education within the hospital. Outside the hospital, I spend most of my time talking to people. It's so much fun. <laughs> You're so good at it. You are I do love it. my job. But I will say that she also is. likes to feed people. Speaking of good food, oh. Casey is I do an love excellent baker. I do love to cook. It's Side probably note. not You're the right. most but healthiest important. in the world. But I do love to cook. <laughs> but I will say that it has made me a, um, a more educated in the options or things in the community that I didn't even know existed. So I feel like when I do go to these health fairs and things and people ask me questions, I feel like because I've been in these committees and seen people, I'm like, oh, well, I know so-and-so that does that, or I know that I can get you in contact with somebody who might be able to offer you that option. 
and I, those are things that I didn't always know. I've learned, um, I've been doing this job for two years now and been at the, in Wise County for 10. And I have learned so much in the last eight months or, you know, eight months to a year of things that are in this community that I didn't even know existed. So it's been very helpful in, you know, getting to know everybody in the community and what they do and what they have to offer. Mm-hmm. And one of the new things that I learned about was that Bridgeport has a walking path. Yes, they do. I did not yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that either. I even beautiful. worked in Bridgeport for almost a year, had, or over a year, had no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, it's that stuff that, I mean, it's exciting mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. It, yeah. it helps me. Um, oh, yes. And we are starting also a community garden here at the library. <gasps> you are. I love wow. that so much. That's that sounds really amazing. Cool. Yes. So, uh, it's going to be kind of like a sample garden here. Uh, that the community is going to be putting together, but then we are able to provide things for an education to help them make a garden at home to give Very them the cool. resources that I need to and come education. Learn how to do Actually, that, really cool. everything I try and grow because I, yeah, <laughs> me too. I have no green thumb. <laughs> Um, I will have to say that I actually read an article about um, a community that every, um, they grow a community garden and it's a huge, it's grown into a huge community garden uh-huh. and they give it and they have like almost like a food bank after the words, you know, mm-hmm. like That's really each week awesome. they pick whatever it is from it and then they have a food bank that goes along with that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. That's very cool. So yes, so. if you guys want to come and participate, we would love that. Yeah. August 18th, anybody who's interested is our next meeting. Cool. So uh, at 1030, it's, it's a Saturday. Awesome. So you can come and join that's, in. That's on that. awesome. That'd that is really cool. cool. Yeah, that is really fun. Thank you. So going back to to walking, um, one of the initiatives that Texas A&M AgriLife uh, mm-hmm. Extension, the Wise County Division, started or they didn't start it, but uh, they brought it to our community is the Walk Across Texas Challenge. So uh, myself and a few of the admin team at Wise Health System, you know, wanted to test it out. Like, what is this, you know, walking challenge thing? Because I do not work out. I have a two year old. I do not have time to work out. My workout is like doing laundry. <laughs> and changing his, trying to wrangle him to change his diaper. So, well, if um, you have to chase him, that's called working. Well, out. that's technically, I guess. I guess. Um, but I bet you get your 7,119. I bet I do. Yeah. So, we decided, you know, we're going to participate. And we noticed, I mean, there were like 20 some odd teams that participated. People got competitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think I was a competitive person that much because I was a dancer. You know, it's not really like a team sport it's just you know do you perform your best um people got really competitive yeah that's just me like i'm not like i'm gonna be better than you i'm gonna be better than i was last week you know i don't know that's how i always looked at that's myself (laughs) (laughs) but i got really competitive and our ceo was on our team and i would try and beat him every week i did (laughs) So I felt bad that, sorry, Jason, if you're listening, um, but I did always do better than you. And that was, that was okay with me. <laughs> we did have, out of this eight people on our team, because it was eight people teams, Jason and I were consistently in the lowest rankings, but we did have four marathon runners and like uh, yeah. triathlon people and they were just way more athletic than us. So, but Jason's steps are like a mile for five <laughs> steps because he's very tall. So he did very well, and I, I was proud of us at the end of it. So after the initiative, we saw how you know how great this was. It was team building. You know, we got to learn so much about each other, even though it wasn't. We didn't spend a ton of time working out together, but just through the process, um, it was a good morale booster. So um, we brought it to the health system, and uh, we actually just finished this past week. We had over 103 
employees participate over oh, 23 awesome. teams um it was we, very competitive it was very competitive people were emailing me like there's no way that person got that many miles and i'm like yes they my did. team was like um we're gonna get us some bicycle riders on our team <laughs> yeah. next year i'm like yeah we're not yeah. keeping up yeah so in total um all of the walkers or, or team members together walked uh like thirty four thousand miles or something we walked at one and a half times around the earth i mean something just oh, wow. insane awesome. insane wow. but it it built such a, a great uh, community mm-hmm. and you know, people are talking about it and they got excited to see, oh, how do we perform this week? So that program is a year-round program. It's eight weeks. Anybody can uh, sign up and, you know, initiate a team. You don't have to do it within an organization, but I think it's great to, you know, build a competitive mm-hmm. edge and, and uh, you know, build up the morale in, in your organization. So that's, that's awesome. always an option. The one thing that's nice, too, about that program is uh, it has the trackers, yeah. on there so like if you are a swimmer or a biker it it calculates what that would be in miles for your walking um yeah it does actually give you credit for other things that you do other than like, just like gardening gardening, yeah. gardening. Yeah. gardening. Yeah. Yeah. That's what i was about to say yeah. yes <laughs> that's awesome and i feel like more and more things like that are becoming available in our community and i think it's just i think that this timing is perfect mm-hmm. for this initiative because people are are starting to think that way. They want fresh food. They want to know where their food is coming from. They want to get moving, like the social running club was, on Wednesday nights. That is so running club. cool. Wait a minute. Yeah. What Trinity are, what? Street? The Trinity Street Social Running Club. I have yeah. no idea what that is. The Trinity Street... Trinity? Trinity. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> we know what you're saying. Um, Trinity the, Street Coffee, coffee bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. So they do social running. So I think it starts at like 6 o'clock. And it's a 5K. And they do it on Tuesday nights, right? Is it it's every it's Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Wednesday night. I think it's Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights. My heart says um, Wednesday. Heart yeah. Says and if you run the 5K, the first 100 people get a free drink or something. Mm-hmm. It does not have to be alcoholic, but they do have alcohol. It's also a bar. So there's that option. <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of people turn out for it. I mean, yeah. yeah it's, 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 so you it's run through so the streets cool. of Decatur. So mm-hmm. it's a path that they've created. Or is it a 5K or is it a... It's a 5K or a 1K. Or a 1K. You can, you I think it do both. And I think you can, like, push your kids through the 1K because I think a couple of my friends have done that with their kids. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Run, child. I'm trying to look it up. You guys know more than... I dropped the bomb, but I don't. I don't know all the details. So I've never done it, but I no, obviously I'm an avid attendee. I run a 5K every Wednesday. <laughs> you work out in Alvord like 5 a.m. every day. I so do, girl. That's way more than I yeah. do. I know for something like like a like a group boot camp like that to be so successful in some a town like Alvord mm-hmm. just tells you that people are wanting to move yeah. Yeah. and get healthy. Yes, yeah. so that's good. And there's not a lot of options around here, which is another thing I think we've. Uh, we've talked about in the healthy behaviors about, you know, just more walking paths and, and more options for mm-hmm. people to just get out and walk to work or to school because there's not a lot of sidewalks and right. there's a lot of issues that are involved with that. But right. uh, we have discussed those issues also. Well, it's so funny because it's almost like when you see somebody walking around here, you're like, Oh, we are definitely a get in your car and drive yeah. down okay the but block. when it's 170 kind of. degrees outside right <laughs> come on right no that's that's fair <laughs> nothing is a healthy behavior in 111 right. degree yeah. weather but walking to your car is a healthy behavior yeah. in 170 yes. degrees. but even uh you know back home where i'm from in montana they had 
shoulders on the road. Wait, where's your accent? Why don't you have an accent? I Are do. you hiding it? I have an accent when I go back home. Yeah. Man, I want to hear a Montana <laughs> accent. Mm-hmm. We talk normal up there. It's normal. Right. Y'all. Right, right. Um, so when I came down here, there was not, uh, the shoulders were not on the road. And so there's no way that you can ride or walk safely on the side of the road not that you would in a lot of places but i mean that's something that is just non-existent down here the only sidewalk that i know of is on the square in in decatur on the you know main street in bridgeport it seems to be like in the you know the main hubs but when you try and like Mm -hmm. go out and walk in a neighborhood it's just it's much more rare like in my neighborhood in bridgeport there is no sidewalk Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. we gotta like walk through people's yards to (laughs) sorry neighbor (laughs) So, officially, the running club, the social run, is every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. It starts and ends on Trinity Street. I needed to know the details. Shout out to Trinity Street Coffee Bar. Yes. And if you run, you get a free shot of espresso, small coffee, Lone Star beer, or a shot of well liquor. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. It's worth the, that's worth the run. Yeah. Are they going to... Maybe. (laughs) Can you talk to them about being on our dining guide? We oh, do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. is the most heart healthy drink that you have? <laughs> maybe Black coffee. Yeah. Uh, it may be a Virgin Bloody Mary. Maybe, yeah. Mm. That sounds good. It does sound good. Say water. <laughs> <laughs> that could be too. I guess we can move on to Healthcare Resource Awareness Committee. Mm-hmm. Pat. Okay. You're our leader. <clears throat> Yay. Um, so this group has, um, our purpose is to provide greater awareness to healthcare and wellness opportunities for all citizens in the county. (laughs) You know what is so cool though, and this might be a little bit of a side note, um, since we're talking about specifically this committee, but when I first moved back and became a social worker in this community, I was regularly attending the health forum mm-hmm. on the fourth Thursday of every week. And it right. was mostly marketers in healthcare or home health. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole point of that initially was because we didn't have a health department in mm-hmm. the county and we wanted mm-hmm. people to be brainstorming and coming up with ideas and talking right. about these, having these meaningful conversations. But because typically the people that could get away from their literal workplace and come sit at a mm-hmm. round table were marketers mm-hmm. um, it wasn't super task oriented. It was kind of a networking opportunity right. and like community events that were already established. Mm-hmm. And so it was wonderful and I loved going, but just to see the blending of what started so many years ago mm-hmm. with such good intentions and then the yeah. task and um, the task oriented nature and the backing and the just the research behind this initiative, it's really exciting to see these really tangible projects result from all of those mm-hmm. efforts and like it's not reinventing the wheel or double doing work it's everybody working together it's to adapting make- and growth yeah mm-hmm. it's very cool yeah it's very exciting so that's one of the things that the so the community health forum started about 14 years ago with the then uh county judge and martin woodruff who's been the uh, mayor of decatur for a very long time and um he's very wonderful and and thank goodness for his guidance um in the health forum so we've taken over the health forum um, it's now called the Wise Executive Committee for Community Health Objectives. 
So it looks at mm-hmm. all of the objectives and metrics that we're working on within each of the committees mm-hmm. and kind of reports out in the same format that we did before. So all of those marketers or um, administrators at different health facilities coming together to collaborate um, right. and kind of review all the things that we've been working on. So we have pretty good attendance too. Mm-hmm. And that way if anybody um, sees that there's something that they could help with and right. or that they think would be more beneficial or, you know, beneficial mm-hmm. of that, then it's a place for them to come. If, you know, mm-hmm. if they can't make it to the meeting, then they can always go see what's happening in each right. committee there. So it's kind of a nice right. thing. So with the Healthcare Resource Awareness Committee, one of the things we have really been working on is um, just getting the word out. That's why we're here today. And that we've also been looking at um, getting out to visit organizations. So... I know you, Jordan, have been to the Rotary Club and the Bridgeport So I've done Bridgeport Chamber, Bridgeport Chamber um, mentioned briefly at the Decatur Chamber. We've done the Wise County Chamber. We Casey and I did Bridgeport Biscuits and Business. I was trying to remember what that was called. Yeah. <laughs> um, which one did you say? Rotary Club. Rotary. Mm-hmm. I've done Lions, Decatur Lions. Okay. Supposed to go to Alvord, I think. Oh. Kim was supposed to set that up. I don't know. I need to follow up with her. But we've had a lot of great mm-hmm. opportunity to present this initiative to many community members, um, county seats, is that what they're called, as well. So. Well, and that brings up a really good point that this is not a Decatur initiative. No. It's a Wise County initiative. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So all of these communities are really we're trying to get them represented so especially if you're a part of another community and you have um ideas or thoughts you know we want you to be involved with this yeah definitely even though we're indicator currently we look at metrics and um health data from all the cities in wise Mm -hmm. county so alvar chico sunset springtown the northern part of Springtown, <laughs> uh, Newark, everybody's included. So, mm-hmm. huh. well, we're, we're also working with um, everybody who's involved with the Wise County Health Fair, so that yes, we that's can one of the initiatives that. that we've kind mm-hmm. of um, helped. So the the Health Forum, the old Health Forum, now the Wise Echo, um, put on or managed the Health Fair. So one of the things Martin and Tanya Davis or Martin Woodruff and Tanya Davis have asked us to do is, is kind of be the front runners in um, getting that program or health fair into the community. Right. So um, I don't know if you can tell by my voice, but I'm a millennial. So social <laughs> media is my forte. Yep. And um, <laughs> almost. Um, so we're going to take on, on that part and, and uh, have more of a social media presence and, and create a, uh, more of a buzz, more awareness. Yes, make sure mm-hmm. bring it to the forefront mm-hmm. that it's happening, yeah. what it right. is, um, and try to get. We've also talked about trying to have a presence at some just community events, like the cruise nights on the square, oh, yeah. and yes. Decatur, yeah. the stage, stage, Butterfield stage, stage days, days. Yeah. Yeah. the just different community events around the county to try to to see if we can have a presence there. I don't know how easy that's going to be because, you know, right. everybody's busy and all that, but mm-hmm. that's something we've talked about trying to do just to 
just to let people know we're here. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And the health fair that you guys are referring to is the United Way Wise County Health Fair, and it'll be on mm-hmm. March the 30th. Now, yes, 2019. Yes. So I've not ever been, mm-hmm. but I've heard that there is a lot of reason for everybody to go. It is mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I have been the last two years, took my son. There's games, there's music, they do giveaways. I won like the first prize of ever won in my entire life nice. at the last health fair. It was a movie box. They do things yeah. for adults. Hey yeah. So yeah. even if I have a primary care physician and I don't have any health issues and all that stuff, it's it would still be beneficial for me. Yeah. So it's not just um, you know, we're gonna take your blood pressure, we're gonna tell you what's wrong with you. It lets you know. <laughs> <laughs> There are there are vendors there mm-hmm. um, that have maybe a certain product that you might benefit from, mm-hmm. or um, just you know we're going to look at your blood pressure and tell you how your diet affects that, or mm-hmm. just different educational opportunities for individuals to go to and learn about themselves and maybe their kids or um, you know a family member that can't come. Mm-hmm. Well, and to learn about what all is in the community because yeah. maybe right. it's not for you, right. but you may be taken care of or. Eventually, yeah. may have to take care of you know somebody else in your community right. or family or yeah. whatever, and knowing that there are resources out there, um, exactly is helpful, mm-hmm. exactly. And and my family's dealing with that right now. You know, thinking about resources that we haven't had to to take advantage mm-hmm. of, and now yeah. we're having to look around at those things and you just knowing know. where to look, right, is really helpful. And knowing they're even available, exactly. We are for such a rural area. We do have. A lot of resources. We're a mm-hmm. resource wealthy community, and it's just about people recognizing what's available and and all of the churches or organizations or individuals or just mm-hmm. that the hospital is mm-hmm. doing this. There are things out there to help people in crisis or who are hungry or who need a ride or who need care in their home or whatever um, their particular set of circumstances might be. There's a lot of things for for folks out there. So I love that we have millennials, which I'm like on the tail end. I don't know that I claim it totally. It's, it's 77 to 97. I don't. I <laughs> will agree to disagree. Well, yeah, I was like, I don't totally claim that's not that on the tail end. <laughs> so that, that's one of the things that I have been very aware of is that we don't always know about things going on until after it's over. Right. And so I think that is a big thing that needs to be focused on as far as letting people know what resources are available and, you know, how do we do that? Mm-hmm. I think one of the issues that we run into is that um, while this community is still small, the population um, still has, or it's growing, but we still have, you know, the small town you know, he, not hearsay, but... Um, you want, like, word of mouth Word of mouth info. Mm-hmm. info. You hear mm-hmm. from your neighbor what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. And um, through the messenger, I mean, the messenger has had an incredible social media presence. That's where I read everything is on Facebook from them. Um, but building up those outlets for people to learn about, mm-hmm. about those things, and they do a great job, but there's still so much more mm-hmm. that's out there. So using, utilizing social media while it's, you know, millennial focused and uh, younger people centric you know people are coming to this area that are younger and yeah yeah well yeah i think everybody's my grandmother's on social media social media right 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 right. people are as quick to search something on facebook as they are to google it absolutely like a local business or a local organization you check out facebook and if there's only 
you know, especially with the way the algorithms work with social media mm-hmm. these days. If only 176 people have liked one organization that offers food assistance, then yeah. you're not as likely to know that that resource is available. So I think mm-hmm. I think having a millennial awareness of the need to promote this information in this format is right. super important. And that's right. big with education too. The way that uh, millennials, and I'm going to poke myself for saying this probably, um, the way that millennials learn is so different than any other generation has ever learned. So I know, I mean, whenever I graduated, we weren't allowed to use our cell phones in class. But my little sisters are in high school, and they've been able to use their cell phones in class since middle school. That is part of how they are learning and how they are utilizing their resources, whether it's a calculator, which my teachers told me I will never have access to a calculator at the tip tip of my hands what is it? your fingertips. Liars. fingertips yeah liars yeah i got one all the time now right i didn't need to learn how to water right. divide <laughs> it does come in handy once in a while when your phone dies uh, and you just have to know but yeah all right yeah i'll I go teach, find a charger before i, I do yeah, one I, <laughs> I teach um teachers who are who uh-huh. are getting certified and and all that and we use you know we use the internet during yeah. class right. look up your resources find it that's that's part of what we do but and on the other side of that yeah. you know i think the old marketing thing is that you have to people have to see something seven times before right. it sticks i would i would venture to guess that that number is higher now because right. we're just hit so with much. so much information mm-hmm. live all day every day Overloaded. and we scroll like yes. you know so habitually so and so for something to really stick out and matter is yeah. enough yeah. yeah you're right it has to be like Multiple ones of your friends have yeah. to share that, or you have to share <laughs> multiple times before you're like, "Oh, there's before something that's sticks. happening in Wise County. I should probably pay attention to what it is." Yes. <laughs> I might be one or two off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> there's no science behind that 7, number. Seven thousand one hundred nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking of social media, yeah, this initiative does have a Facebook page. Yes, mm-hmm. yes we do. So the Facebook page is called Wise Community Health Improvement. Um, we've got some presence on there. We're building the presence, but I do share a lot of things that are going on um, within the community, not just in our uh, program, but other organizations as mm-hmm. well. So please like and share and tell your friends about it. So Megan is co-chair. I'm a committee member. You're a com- you're, <laughs> you do a lot, though. Well, I appreciate um, that. On our Mental Health and Substance Abuse Committee, we've got some great people on that committee. Uh, Sheriff mm-hmm. Lane Aiken is on the committee. Uh, County Judge J.D. Clark. We have Megan, obviously, who's a social worker. Um, yeah. You want to talk about what yeah, we're doing? Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> okay, so... Um, <laughs> More people, too, but yeah, Megan's here. Yeah, yeah. Megan yeah. Adams. <laughs> that is... No, I'm just kidding. Um, there are a lot of really influential people on that committee, which is exciting because I think... A, it just shows how relevant this topic is, um, which is exciting for me because I'm a mental health practitioner. I've worked in mental health for the majority of my career. And so for this to be something that people aren't like, oh, wow, so you do that? Are you right. okay? You know, it's like not this is such a stigma. Yeah, it's becoming yeah. something that everybody recognizes that there's a quality of life issue, there's a substance abuse issue, there's a lack of access to mental health services, mm-hmm. or even if there is access, there's a lack of awareness. Um, and I think that it's super important to know that these stakeholders in the community are coming around to a table to start talking about these things. Um, but I also think that um, 
like you said, just removing that stigma. Um, not only is the initiative important, it's, it's not like an other. It's not like a we're sitting around this table to help those people mm-hmm. who have these issues. Mm-hmm. It's like mental health is something that everybody experiences or is touched by right. um, or substance abuse. And so because we've all been either personally or professionally impacted by the realities of those things, mm-hmm. um, we are there's a lot of very passionate people um, in the committee who want to make some changes and who want to promote some awareness and be preventative and get access to resources. So some of the most um, striking information that came early on was from Sheriff Aiken about just the rates of of people who were going to jail or even just staying the night in jail, how much mental health and substance abuse was showing up in that population and how many people, if they had a behavioral health bed to go to rather than spending the Mm -hmm. night in jail, Mm -hmm. then that could set them on a trajectory for healing and being a positive contributing member of society rather than being stuck in this cycle of lack of access to healthcare and lack of services and lack of medication and all of those things because it's very cyclical. Or waiting 60 days and then being sent outside the county and exactly. then filtering back. They're, they weren't getting the care that they needed that was mm-hmm. centered around where they were going to end back up. Right, mm-hmm. right, exactly. Um, there's a really cool, side note, there's a really cool YouTube video um, by Tonier Kane, who and she talks about the cycle of mental health issues and how a lot of people who are addicted are Mm self-medicating. And then so once you get to self-medication, there's a certain stigma and association that you get when you enter the healthcare industry or enter into a healthcare agency to get help. Mm -hmm. Um, Or then you find yourself in the judicial system. And so to be able to marry those two, healthcare and judicial system and preventative Mm -hmm. care in something like this is is exciting. And so one of the first things, and it was just a matter of timing. I mean, it, it was, was just perfect. Timing. It was just really like exciting. Jordan's the hero <laughs> because the, but really all of these, all these ducks kind of fell into a perfect row because what is the name of the grant again? Uh, Senate Bill 292. Nice. I almost wrote a note on my phone a second ago asking you what it was, and I was like, I'll just ask. Um, so Senate Bill 292 provided the opportunity for um, Helen Farabee, which is the local MHMR, um, the county, um, and the hospital to collaborate on a grant application to try to get two designated beds in the behavioral health unit that were specifically geared towards jail recidivism. So if somebody presents to jail um, and they're either psychotic or they're majorly depressed or they're suicidal or their um, chemical dependency is really driving this jail recidivism issue, then they could have more availability of beds to go get stabilized in an inpatient behavioral health unit and get set up with a trajectory of care to to promote healing. And so we'll find out in September, right? If September, we September, well, next month we're supposed to find out our likelihood of receiving the grant. Um, so we should ha- we should know something in a few weeks. Nice. But September is when we're supposed to know if we're approved or not, and then funds would be distributed in January. So. Um, luckily we wouldn't have to do anything as far as renovations, um, to our unit. We're already getting a little bit of an update. Um, so that's really good, but we would be able to strictly open these beds up to the County. They would be 24 seven available, obviously if they're not filled, um, just for those patients that really need to be, uh, monitored and, you know, detox correctly and get the mental mm-hmm. health help that they need. 
Um, so we're the system the way they're supposed to right. the system would be more helpful or beneficial yeah. for them. Right. So we really just want to make sure that we're taking care of our community. Absolutely. And we're taking care of the people that are going to come back to our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we want to fight it at the source, but we know that there's always going to be an issue and, and we want to be able to help them in their recovery and, and they're coming back yeah. to it's definitely the, a both and approach. Yes. Yeah. It's like, we know that these people are in crisis and that was a soapbox I got on on our very first meeting. <laughs> you did. I think that I think I was like, I like this girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> um, I, I think that people get started on a lot of medications um, or things that then they become addicted to. And if they lose access to those medications, then they seek, alternative means. Um, So between that epidemic, um, which is a huge reason why the narcotic, um, kind of the coming down on emergency rooms and primary care physicians for narcotic prescriptions has been such a thing. Um, And that's good. I'm all for that. But the reality is, is now that there are all these addicted people who don't have access to those medications anymore. And so what do they do? They go to something else. and yeah. so there, it's always, I think that's why the both-and approach is so important. Let's let's recognize that there's a crisis or an epidemic, but let's also provide services to those people's, people who are victims of that epidemic. Um, so being able to not only educate kiddos and people about the importance of taking care of your body and not putting those things into your body and why mindfulness could be just as meaningful as marijuana in your battle with anxiety. You know what I mean? There's all of these different options. So education is beautiful, but there are people in crisis like mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Um, so they've we need already, to also be aware of that. They've already passed the point of, of yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so being there for them is so important. And one thing, too, um, it, it's important to know that these people aren't just drug addicts. It's not just because of, you know, the because they grew up in the system or because their parents did it. There, there might be, you know, financial issues that they're going through, and that's the only way that they know how to cope with it. So yeah. finding the source but educating the community that it's not just, oh, that's another, you know, mm-hmm. drug addict. Like, don't don't help them. Like, we don't need to give them right. money or you know, whatever it is um, is really important, Some too. Some people can't will themselves right. out yeah. of addiction. You need help. Mm-hmm. There's a really great um, movie, not movie, documentary on Netflix I'm, I'm, try- really I'm trying to read your mind. I'm trying so hard. <laughs> Every single time you look at me, like I'm, I'm looking for it, Jordan. I'm trying. <laughs> this was not a good day for me. I think you're doing great. Um, there's a really great documentary on Netflix called The Recovery Boys, and it follows. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. It's really good. It was Noted. just released. Um, it's, it follows the uh, recovery of six young men. Um, and I think I don't know if they were all on uh, methamphetamines or heroin. I don't I don't know what it, exactly it was, um, but how you know one is really successful and they went through the same program, but one's really successful because of you know they were able to say I'm not going to be involved with those friends that um, are also not getting help or and mm-hmm. yeah. it kind of shows you their path and and the struggles that they have. But you know they they still have kids and they still have to be able to hold a job and it's just really cool to see they're still people and they still have emotions and they're still going through the same things that the rest of us go through, but they have this other issue that's, that's contributing to it. Yeah. And it can talk about a comorbidity. Yeah. Addiction's a big one. And what's so cool about this is that if they start in those beds, um, 
then there's this continuum of healthcare that Wise Health System is able to offer through their financial assistance mm-hmm. application, or maybe they can get ECI to help them get hooked up with some insurance. Or um, ECI is not like early childhood intervention. The ECI <laughs> in our hospital that helps connect with um, with Medicaid or getting the process right. for disability started. So there's lots of internal resources within the hospital system that now that they've acquired this opportunity to be in this bed, they can get detox or they can get their crisis mitigated, but then they can go on to the Pathways program, which was one of the district programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be funded through the Wise Health System financial assistance application. So they don't have to pay for that if they qualify for financial assistance, but then they can have intensive outpatient. And then we, right. um, as an extension of the employee assistance program, we're about to open the Center for Emotional Wellness, which will be outpatient counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, so then there's another step down that could also be funded by the financial assistance application. Um and so getting the continuum them started of care on. is going to be so much mm-hmm. more comprehensive in the in the coming yeah. months. And so then we exciting. we have a nice um a really nice AA and NA mm-hmm. um availability here in Wise County. We really have a presence there and getting them yeah. Um and again when when you have overcome addiction, you have a lot of passionate people who really want to help others and sponsor them and get them through this. So um I think I think there's some progress to be made, and I'm excited yeah. that this is something that is catching on, and that people are all feeling cool about. Yeah, we're really excited. Stuff. So Sheriff Aiken actually reached out to me about two weeks ago, um, and he's wanting to put together a forum for the community to come and talk about the really horrible methamphetamine mm-hmm. epidemic that's right. happening in our county. Right. So one of the first things he told me, and it completely blew my mind, is that 85 percent of the people that are in jail are in jail because of some relation to methamphetamine use. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. You know, behavioral issues from that, trafficking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you can just read on the messenger all the stops that they make wow. and the pounds of methamphetamines mm-hmm. that they, methamphetamine that they confiscate. It's just crazy. So that's going to be on August 7th. Um, Community Health Improvement Initiative, along with the Wise County Sheriff's Office, are uh, co-hosting this. It's going to be at the Women's Building at the Wise County Fairgrounds, Mm -hmm. August 7th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. There's going to be um, about a 25, 30-minute presentation from Mm -hmm. Sheriff Aiken, and then we're going to go to a QA and a um, session. Um, It'll be like a note card Q&A, so you'll write down your question, and then um, I'll be the mediator between... Sheriff Aiken, Sheriff Aiken and uh, the community. That's so, awesome. Yeah, we're really we're excited. excited yeah, and we've got about we've got a lot of people that are saying I'm coming. So good. It's been there's a that's great calendar yeah. invite out it's on Facebook. And, yeah, Just open come. to the public. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. come. Please give your opinions. There are a lot of people that have you know, some relation to somebody that struggled with methamphetamine use. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're just a passionate well, 85%. Commu- yeah, there's, yeah, there's a good chance. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's not just the people who are ending up in jail. I know this, and this is doom and gloom, but whenever I was a labor and delivery social worker, I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't go a week without having a full-term mom test positive for methamphetamines. Right. Oh my goodness. I mean, that's just real. Yeah. That's where we're at. And so it's not just the Most people who are epidemic. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great that that's such an initiative now. So Sheriff Aiken is, you know, really passionate about, um, resolving the mm-hmm. issue or, you know, starting somewhere. So making strides we, anyway. Yeah. yeah. And Lane Aiken's initiative out. has made me have a more healthy behavior of not speeding because he has, <laughs> he's going road. seven. There's, there's speeding and there's speeding. Man. Going yeah. On here. Yeah. There's, there, I can't even go a mile on 287 <laughs> without seeing like three West County sheriffs. I'm like, 
<laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. Something else that um, is just kind of a personal, it's not necessarily an initiative, but if you're interested in this topic, mental health and substance abuse, or creating a difference in this, you should definitely come to the meetings because we get on we chase yeah. we chase squirrels and we go on these long trails mm -hmm. and everybody's super passionate about this one thing or and it's a cool opportunity for all these people to come together and talk about what we're doing. Megan always brings her soapbox. <laughs> have a lot of soapboxes and I, um, I think I'm, she travels with it. I'm yeah. pleased with the opportunity yeah. to share it, especially no, when people great. care. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I've that is really close to my heart is postpartum depression, and I think that's mm -hmm. something that we've talked about a mm -hmm. lot. Being this is a community that you can almost provide some education on depression and what that looks like and how to treat it without people feeling like it's part of their identity. Like mm -hmm. this is like a moment in time for me. Mm -hmm. This isn't who I'm not a depressed person. I'm suffering from postpartum depression. And so that's really just a gateway into com in communicating what depression might look like to the community right. in my mind. But it's also a population that desperately needs mm -hmm. outreach. Well, I think depression because it's such a broad spectrum word right. can mm -hmm. mean something totally different to different people. Right. So absolutely knowing that absolutely just because, you know, you may not look exactly like the next person who is depressed doesn't mm -hmm. mean that you don't have right. a component of that. So yeah. Some of the most high functioning folks out. are depressed. Well, and I think that term too, uh, is with the mental health mm -hmm. because right. that encompasses so much mm -hmm. where it's yeah. not just somebody who doesn't have a high IQ or whatever. Right. It right. is other issues yeah. that and depression isn't that. always that person who can't get out of bed. It's right. got so many components of mm -hmm. it. I mean, every, you know, yes. And yeah. I think every person at some point in their lifetime goes through a period of depression. But again, like she said, right. knowing that it's just, just that moment. moment in time and that, things will get better mm -hmm, or right. that it could get better, you know, yeah. knowing that there's, or it could be something that you're there. dealing with chronically and you yeah. can still live a high functioning, right. successful and right. filled life yes. um, with the right talk therapy and with the right medication or whatever. Um, but we are starting, um, uh, it's called the mommy connection and it'll be a support group for moms, um, moms who are suffering from postpartum depression or moms who just feel isolated or need some ideas or mm -hmm. to talk and, or talk to a, another adult. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yes. important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's important. And, or ask the weird questions, mm -hmm. you know, about your body really cool. that you may not want to ask anybody else or, right. um, you know, is, is being on an antidepressant nursing. Say, hey. Okay. Can mm -hmm. we talk about that? Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. Um, and so that will be the first Wednesday day of every month starting in September at the um the wise health clinics um OB office very cool um, so very we'll do awesome. it in the break room there so yeah what I'll time? share that it'll be at noon so yeah. lunch okay. and and our goal is that we get mm -hmm. sponsors for lunch to be provided That'd be awesome. oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. that that sounds like a, a great way to begin the conversation that mm. mental health isn't just somebody that that everybody's touched by it's something that everybody lives with i mean yeah. we there is no perfect mental health mm. specimen yeah out there yeah you know, we all have we all get out of stasis issues, something yeah. that's going yeah. on that, that sure. keeps us from being our best selves and mm -hmm. and you know whatever so we do too. to yeah to have that conversation to to talk to people, mm -hmm. to to admit what's going on with ourselves. Yes, that's something, it. Yeah, that's something it. we've kind of talked about too. And getting people, you know, with recognizable faces to say, yeah. "Hey, I've been there. It can yeah, happen there to anyone. anyone. You know, I've yeah. been there. Mm -hmm. You Absolutely. can live with it, and you, you can, can right. you know." Um, we're also going to be doing a youth mental health art contest yes, that's, that's in partnership with the Wise Coalition for Healthy Children. Mm -hmm. 
And that'll be cool just to get kids talking about it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that we struggle with is is just changing the stigma. And you see Mm -hmm. a lot of uh, celebrities struggling with it. And so I don't know if that is. Lovato breaks my heart. I know. It's horrible. Mm. Um, But hopefully she's going to be okay. But, you know, Anthony Bourdain and and Kate Mm -hmm. Spade struggle with Mm -hmm. mental health issues. And nobody knew. So maybe that is going to bring to light that it doesn't have to be. You know, you don't have to look like a person that right. They can't, can't get out of bed. Yes, or, right. You know, haven't right. eaten in four days. You can live with it and be functioning, but it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to talk exactly. to somebody it about it. Doesn't being, need to be a deep dark right. secret. Right. It doesn't need suffer to. silently. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're hoping that you know, starting with education with young children, mm-hmm. um, will help. So absolutely, this art program. I think it's a little bit cool for like cardiac because that's my. Uh, wheelhouse is that you know if you can start talking to kids in the third and the fourth grade i would assume it's about the same that if you start talking to them in the third and fourth grade about what healthy choices are for Mm -hmm. food and healthy choices are for um you know exercise and things like that that by the time they become adults then they one have an awareness of what they can can't eat what's better for them what's not what they should you know things like that but i would think that would be the same for mental health that if you Mm -hmm. can start getting them having Mm -hmm. that conversation that it won't necessarily change that they may not, you know, mm-hmm. have depression or have that, yeah. but at least they will one have better coping skills mm-hmm. because, um, no offense, but most millennials have absolutely no coping <laughs> skills whatsoever. Gosh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they don't. But I'm not included in that group. And part of that is is mostly because it's we're such an instant gratification yes. society. It does not necessarily mean millennials, but. That's just how it is, is that sure. you want it, you get it. And if you don't, then it's a totally different knowing how to cope with that. Sure. No, it doesn't come right now. It's not prime eligible. I don't want it. Exactly. Right. Yes. Exactly. You know, if you can't I microwave it, it or get it. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three to yeah. five days shipping. What? Yes. <laughs> I have to pay for shipping too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but so. I think also even talking with the children about their emotions and that Absolutely, all of those yes. emotions are okay. Yes. It's okay exactly. to be angry. Yes. It's just how you cope and how, mm-hmm. you, deal with, how yes. you deal with it with other people and yes. all yeah. that stuff. The other day my daughter said, I just felt so out of control. <laughs> and so oh I needed gosh, to take a deep profound. breath. And I was like, ah. I'm doing something right, guys. (laughs) There's something that I'm doing right. Don't pretend it doesn't be okay. That was one moment in time, let me be clear. (laughs) But I felt like I had succeeded in that. That was my win for the week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it it sounds really, as we've had this conversation, it sounds like all three of these groups are... You know, we're all working on the same the same objective, and that is improving community health across the board. And and the fact that one group overlaps with the next with the next mm-hmm. is, I think, means we're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think that means that yeah. that we're on the right track. Yeah. The biggest thing is that through this initiative, we're creating partners in the community, and we're mm-hmm. collaborating together, mm-hmm. and we're doing this as a whole. So, mm-hmm. in order to become a healthy county we have to do it as a whole and mm-hmm. so i'm really proud of the yeah. groups that we've created um and the progress that we've made 2020 is two you know two and a half ish years away but mm-hmm. it's going to come really quick so i'm just excited to to see yeah. where we're going to end up yeah. so jordan tell us where on where the website is where on facebook Mm-hmm. We sure. can find this information because there's a great list of all the partners out there. The yes. strategic plan is available. So where do we go? So the website, uh, we've got a new domain. Yay. Um, oh, that's we exciting. Do. <laughs> it's fancy. We have our own. So it's healthywiseco.org. 
uh, com. So that's healthywiseco.com. That's very and exciting. We also have an email address. So mm-hmm. if you have any questions oh. about anything that we've talked about, um, please mm-hmm. feel free to email us. Um, I answer the email, so it'll be me. <laughs> um, it's info at healthywiseco.com. Great. As well. And then the Facebook page is Wise uh, Community Health Improvement. Um, I believe, or is it Wise County? I think it's Wise. I'm going to look it up really quick. I'm going to I'm I'm confirm. Is it Wise Community? I think that's right. Wise County. Oh, Wise, Wise County. County Community Health Improvement. Yeah. Okay. So that's our Facebook page. Great. Yep, there we go. So, yeah. Okay. Please awesome. reach out. Um, when and where are all the meetings? I had a sheet I had to bring. When and where? Um, so the health res- healthcare resources awareness committee meets the third Wednesday of the month at one o'clock here at Decatur Public Library. Yes. Healthy Behaviors Committee meets the fourth Wednesday of each month at 1 o'clock, also here at Decatur Public Library. And Mental Health and Substance Abuse meets the third Tuesday Tuesday. of each month at uh, the Decatur Church of Christ at 10 a.m. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if you'd like to join any of the committees, please reach out to me. Let me know. I'll send you a calendar invite so you've got that. Um, And, you know. So we also have the ECHO. The WISE uh, ECHO, or Executive Committee for Community Health Objectives, the Old Health Forum, is the fourth Thursday of each month um, at 9 a.m. at uh, Weatherford College, WISE County. Mm-hmm. So, so let me just reiterate, if they sure. would like to be interested uh, in participating in one of these um, committees, they do not have to be a healthcare professional. You do not. They do not have to be a business owner or mm-hmm. anything like that. They can no. just... If you have a passion passion. for helping people and you want this community to be healthier and and you care about wellness of others, I think this is a great fit. Um, If you just want to test out one of the committees to see, you know, what you you think you'll... um, Or something you might get contribute or be a part of, then... Right, or if you want to just try out the echo and kind of get, you know, a report out from all the committees, please come. um, And uh, if you want to send me an email, I can kind of give you some of the meeting notes that we've got, or if you want me to email you our strategic plan, I can totally do that too. Mm. So Awesome. And Jordan, you're doing a great job. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. Your leadership is, is excellent. <laughs> you are doing a great job. We'll see in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anything else you want to you throw in before we wrap up? Thank you so much for letting us come speak today. Certainly. Thank you, thank you yeah. all for being here. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate all of your time and your your energy, your passion about all this, we can tell I think that has come across <laughs> all the way through. So thank you all for being here. This has been the Long Overdue Podcast, a production of the Decatur Public Library. Thanks for listening.